0: Good afternoon, Plannerverse. Welcome to episode 34 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse. I am joined today with the illustrious Steve Morton. Hi, Steve. Hello. <laughs> How are you today?
1: Not too bad. bit exhausted. I've just been out for a My usual sort of afternoon walk in the countryside. It's a bit blustery out there today.
0: Yeah, so have you been able to keep track of the months as they've gone by? We are in the 10th month of the year.
1: So you tell me.
0: Year of our Lord, 2016. (laughs) 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 Earlier, Steve confessed to me that he has a hard time keeping up with what season of the year we're in because of the daylight changes. So I'm, I'm having a little go at him. Dear people of the of the Plannerverse, uh, there was a request sent out at Plannerology by Kara Yonkers, or Jonkers, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. Uh, she asked if we could have an episode completely dedicated to Steve's ego. I mean, no, excuse me, to Steve's <laughs> planning habits and changes as they have changed from the time that we have started this podcast. And so mm-hmm. I suggested this to Steve, and Steve said...
1: Oh no! It will <laughs> all be yes. yes this will be the good, best cure for insomnia ever.
0: Steve, you know, it just occurred to me that if you ever wanted to have another career, you would do well to be the voice of Winnie the Pooh, because I think you just oh. have that that nice tonality <laughs> to it. Pooh bear. I think we're gonna have Rita Sedani maybe find you a spot <laughs> doing something like that. <laughs> so Kara from New Zealand I think you are uh, I have decided to take on this challenge and so I have prepared a series of questions to try and get Steve to explain to us how he has changed if he has changed if he's unrepentant or if he is willing to give us some trade secrets of How has planning habits have changed? So we'll start with a very, very basic question of, Steve, have your planning habits changed at all? Yes. Okay.
1: End of. No. (laughs) There you have it, folks. (laughs) I, when Corrine alerted me to this question, I gathered together my planner pages from earlier in the year. What I'd done is I'd archived uh, the first six months or so um, back into my big A5 and sort of married up the pages from my sort of slim A5 that I currently use and carry around, what have you, um, which has got effectively the rest of 2007 uh, six into it. See, I'm getting the year confused now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> focus, <laughs> and, um, focus, focus, focus. Yeah. <laughs> focus, And sort of fl- had a quick... F- flipped through from the beginning of 2016, sort of stepping through page by page and just looking initially mm. at how much white space there was and how much I'd written down. And there is a sort of a step change, if you like, in around in about sort of June, July time. Um, and then from then on, it, it gets more and more, sort of intensive use and and sort of there's all sorts of sort of notes sort of creeping in. Quite a few things being carried forward of course. Mm. Um but there's an awful lot of detailed stuff in there now than that there wasn't there before. In fact it's quite shameful if you look at some <laughs> of the um Sort of week, you know, week few pages from earlier in the year, it's quite scary in a way that thinking, how did I get through that week? Um, and, and what did I do in that week? Because <laughs> I
0: haven't written there's anything, down. anything on the
1: page, <laughs> you know. I think, well, yeah, okay, so I went to French and I had my Skype chat on sort of Thursday evening and uh, and Sunday evening, and uh, and, and this is I'm just flicked to a sort of a page in February and there is you know in on the task side of things there's three things written down (laughs) for the entire month of february February. what (laughs) yeah and and that's just crazy you know compared to i sort of compare it to now and this lady here is the reason he's
0: pointing at me (laughs) for for those of you that can't see through radio yes Yes. he's pointing at me (laughs)
1: <laughs> her influence <laughs> of, of how I was a about. It's,
0: it seems to me Steve that there was unbetered. a big learning curve for you in understanding the concept of tasks and how mm. to be able to conceptualize tasks get them written down out of your head and still allow them to exist without hovering over you like a nagging um, mm. you failed because you haven't completed your tasks today yeah. thing
1: I I think in a lot of senses, um, I was not planning my each day out, you know, in sort of chunks of time um, to the same extent that I'm doing now mm. and, look, uh, and getting the, the sort of tasks written down on the page, making sure that I'm emptying this sort of pea brain of mine and memory and putting that onto the page. And that's been the big change for me and the big improvement in a way. And so I sort of care less now about trying to remember things in my own head. Um, hence why I, can't, I haven't got a clue what day of the week it is or what time of <laughs> year it is half the time. Because I don't, you know, don't need to worry about it. Well,
0: oddly, oddly enough, I gave a speech recently uh, talking about this very subject where the actual act of writing things down Mm. prepares your brain and starts creating the necessary neuron connection or connectivity Mm. that you will need. And so you're actually building brain in the process of writing things down. And so if you find Mm. that now somehow your process of creating less white space, in other words, you're filling in more content, is occurring because your muscle memory from your brain has developed enough to allow you to continue writing that out.
1: I'm, I'm not necessarily any busier than I was before. Mm. Um, I just find, I, I'm finding things that I'm more under control now. And if on a particular day I want to, you know, if for want of a better word, relax and just sort of catch up on my YouTube subscriptions, which are totally non-planning related in most, um I don't feel so guilty about doing that now because I know what I should be trying to do on those days or whenever it might be in the week. And if I see that I'm up to date with what I intended to do Mm. by that time in the week, I know that I can sort of take an hour or two off and not feel guilty about it. it. That's that's a nice
0: thing. It's very much like having a a bank, but instead of money, you are cashing in time. And so yeah. if you check into your time bank, you, you can mm. see how much uh, activities or how many tasks you've actually completed, and thereby allowing yourself that spontaneous spending of, instead of mm. money, this way it would be time. And that probably allows you to have greater control over what you feel yeah. is your world. And
1: that's, world. That, that, if you like, also hints at the article I wrote for Carrie's um, planner, Paper Planner magazine. Yeah i I change it instead of calling it time management, yeah. which is you know it's, it's now, isn't isn't it 's overdone isn 't it yeah. we've all talked about talked to death about time management, I said, why don 't we call it time investment? yeah, we invest in time or we invest ourselves in spending time on a certain activity or whatever it might be and i, I sort of compared that to a a sort of living tree if you like, where the tree is our life, and the different branches are Different parts of our life, uh, and and that to a certain extent is how I sort of see myself because because I don't work now, um, you know, I, I, you know I can dictate myself um, what I spend my time doing right. each day, to a certain extent. There's there's and it, it makes it slightly harder in a way because you're not actually having to sort of dedicate eight hours a day to you know work going to somewhere or whatever it is. And then everything else is just your own time. When it, all of the time is your own time, it, it sort of can get a little bit, sort of, you know, difficult to sort of. write, How am I going to allot that time? Um, and actually be productive,
0: other, right? So it's not just yeah, a lot and, of. Yeah, and but... still
1: feel as if you're right. contributing to something, and you're still keeping yourself motivated. Motivation is a a definite thing that you need to sort of watch. I think. Uh, uh, even if you're in work you need to be motivated to sort of give your best performance um give time to your colleagues
0: so then so then if, what motivates you when you when you because i work for myself and mm. um, but i'm still actively working and i know you're retired but you do all these other things that keep you motivated mm. because it's a it's a passion for you we have different angles from which we approach this concept and I have my own motivation because I absolutely love what I do for work. But How, mm. how do you stay motivated to maintain your sense of, of participation?
1: It's, if you like, in a way, it's sort of like um, balancing things out um, to a certain extent. Of... It, it's almost like a a plate spinning act at times. Mm. You, you're just keeping keeping all those plates in the air from falling on the ground, sort of thing, and smashing things around. You know, this is not a Greek restaurant for God's sake, <laughs> <is it? laughs> where you smash the plates up at the end of the day. Because um, I allot my time around, you know, various things, you know, outside of the planner world as well. I, I'm I'm doing a voluntary job that I've done for the last 22 years. I'm still doing it now, even though I live here, sort of thing. It's for a UK organisation, and and that can take up, you know, you know some some days of the week. I might spend all of one morning sort of catching up on stuff for them, and you know, other times it might be late at night when I do some stuff, but. When I actually do it, it doesn't matter to me as long as it gets done and everything's sort of kept up to date. And I I sort of link that in with the sort of management of all these various things with um, obviously there's an awful lot of email and communications Mm. involved with most of these things. So when I've dealt with a particular case or an application or something in that world, I I archive the emails and they you know so if I've got a an empty inbox, I know I'm fully up well, sp- sp- to date basically. Speaking of
0: empty inbox, do you find that your your planning changes allow you now to incorporate what David Allen calls having an inbox that you can trust?
1: Mm. W- would you think that maybe I've, that's um, why
0: you're you're adding more content now to your planners?
1: I I find that. Um, it helps if I'm sort of sort of noting things down that I know need doing. And it's so easy to overlook something. If there's something that's come in on one particular day and it requires an answer from the other person, not from me. Right. I'm waiting on them. Mm-hmm. I write myself a little note now as to what I'm waiting for and if it's a certain person to do something or what or other it's so i don't have to go back again and look back through all the emails thinking where did we get to in do this? you
0: do you yeah. write down that you're anticipating a response in a calendric section or more like in a list section of your planner
1: it tends to go on the list side of things rather than the calendar side of things because when you're reliant on someone else um, to sort of send you some feedback or to update something. You don't know when it's going to happen. Mm. So you can't put it to a certain day, can you? I find it I do. Easier. I
0: put it to a certain day. And the reason is because yeah. I give them a mental deadline that if I haven't mm-hmm. heard back from them by, say, the 13th, yeah. then I resend another email saying, hey, you were supposed mm. to get back to me about this, but that's my logic on that. So the calendar mm. acts as uh, an alarm for me, saying, hey, mm. it's, it hasn't happened by this day. So, But you have it on a list side, right? So it's more of a task. Yeah, because mm-hmm.
1: I just sort of put a little note. The, these things all have like a reference number, for want of a better word. And so I just put the reference number down and a brief short note next to that number and then when i go onto the the online system that i actually use uh, which is looked after by someone else in uk um there's like a sort of always almost, almost like a management page there of all the current work that's being dealt with some of its majority of it's dealt with by me in most cases but there's other guys in uk that do some of the other stuff as well i don't I get involved with those bits when, when they get stuck sort of thing. So they might sort of turn around to me and say, look, we're having problems with this one. Can you see where we can put this one and what can we can do to help this guy out and all Would the rest Would you say
0: that's so, more of a project management then?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, the, Which is sort of, uh-huh. um, which is... Uh, you know, my background uh, in, in a previous life as it
0: was. Do you have pages or inserts that correspond with project management away from calendar and
1: lists? For this particular purpose, no. But I suppose if, if I was dealing with more than um, two or three applications at any one time, then yes, I would have to do that. Mm-hmm but it tends to be lowish numbers most of the time it's just spread out fortunately for me okay throughout the whole year so it it's sort of just an ongoing sort of t- Thing that sort of comes and goes sort of thing.
0: I've struggled with project management inserts for myself. I know I found DIY Fish's concepts on, on project management and those were actually very helpful because there's time and space that you're tracking. So really, it's not so much the time management of things, but the time-space continuum of, of, mm. uh, of a project. And I have a hard time understanding in my brain, and maybe this is something you can help me with, is how do you... Plan these things out while still tracking the milestones that need to happen in between without affecting your own calendar. <laughs> so mm. it has to be a calendar outside or an, 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 a drilled down concept of a calendar.
1: Yeah. This is a sort of similar concept, if you like, um to someone who's dealing with a lot of stuff at work together yeah. with a lot of stuff at home. Yeah, perfect. Isn't it? Exactly. It's, a good it's, example. It's finding. That happy medium of getting both sides of the the sort of the coin, as it were, to, to sort of work to either together or in a different set of inserts. If you're going to split them, right, as some people do, then there must be some sort of interchange at some point, so that you know you keep keep um, information on one side of it in sync with the other side of it, especially sort of appointments and things when you're going to be away and and stuff like that. Um, You might be away on business. You might be away on holiday. So they have to sort of be be sort of balanced out. But I would suggest a sort of note of caution there because my other big change in this year to date, or from sort of 2016 onwards, has been... The fact that as of um, a couple of months ago, I went from using two organisers, one that stayed on the desk, right. one that I carried around, to only using one organiser. Uh, <laughs> and as we know, if you've listened to some... I can't remember if we've we've discussed this or not, but certainly that... Um, in a way, and, you know, Kareem will confirm, I was almost kicking myself when I sort of went over to this because, you know, why I didn't think to try this soon. Well, I actually had used just one organiser before. Why I ended up using two... I don't know.
0: I can tell you why, because I had the same reason why we were using two. The idea was that you have the big stuff sitting at your desk at home to remind Mm. you whilst you're at your desk, but at the same time have a satellite planner that comes along with you in case you need to write something down whilst you're out so that Mm. you don't have this disconnection between what you've Mm. done at home and what you've done while you're out. And that was the whole point.
1: So what I'm actually doing now is the one organizer I use which sits on the desk open as the my big A5 used to before um, is the, the Heritage uh, from Firefox, which only has 16 mil. In ring, what size, Steve? In A5, a, right? It's A5. Yeah. It's A5. I like A5 because it gives me plenty of space. However, having said that... As of this week, you will have seen um, I've been developing similar sort of inserts for A6. I'm yet to actually print some out for myself to see if they'll work in the same way as the A5 one does. If that works, then I could be... Uh, jumping ship back into A6 again, which just reduces the size of the thing. But notice, all
0: ye who have complained about not being able to carry an A5 because it's too heavy, too chunky, too whatever, here is an example of someone who is now carrying an A5, and what happens is that because the ring size is so incredibly small, 16 millimeter, right Steve? Yeah. Yeah. It allows him to carry it around as if he were carrying something that was medium or personal sized.
1: Yeah, but the, the big advantage of what I've done is that the sort of dawning of what do I actually you, um, look at in detail on a regular basis was basically down to two inserts. My main diary slash planning insert, which is the sort of usual sort of thing, and also the monthly one for the blog. Okay. The rest of it... It's still in the thirty-five mil ringed Vanderspec. <laughs> and I I do look at it from time to time, but it sits closed on the desk, sort of upright in the corner, sort of thing, out of the way. Um, but the smaller ringed A five allows me to literally pick the thing up, pop it in the in my bag. I've changed bags, that was the other change. And the the planner slots into where the iPad would slot in, at the back of yep. the planner, of the back of the bag. Yep. So in terms of carrying it, works a dream. Um, and it's just so nice. Sometimes I don't actually take it out with me. That's a scary see, <laughs> No, no one else ever does that, yeah. Steve. We Nobody don't carry our planners that, and never though.
0: take it out. That never happens. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but... There are certain days when I know um, I'm going to need the thing when I'm not indoors. Right. So I definitely take it then. Um, but, you know, just a quick trip to the shops or something. I don't necessarily pop the thing in the bag. Um,
0: What's the biggest change you've noticed from being able to carry that A5 with you all the time?
1: Well, I don't then. If I think of something when, you know, if, if for instance, I'm going to my French class. Yeah. And something suddenly occurs to me away from the computer, because then the, the, my brain goes into a sort of different speed. Sort sure. Of that, and it allows me sort of some thinking time without all the distractions. That's the, the big key, I think. And that lets me... Because I used to quite often be sat there um, in French class. If there was the odd sort of five minutes sort of thing where... We weren't doing anything or whatever. A transition period, maybe, from there. beginning
0: of class to end of class or something like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, something at the beginning, maybe. Yeah. I would sit there and start jotting down notes of things that I needed to remember.
0: Because that's when it hits you, right? It's exactly in yeah. those quiet times.
1: Yeah. Whereas now, I can just pull my planner out and just Have add it those right notes there. To, my, to the the actual page I don't know for those of you and listening to get home, it's still that's there.
0: outstanding I think that is, a, that is a huge win and for anybody that's been struggling mm. with where do I write my ideas because they hit in the most awkward moments that might be the mm. winning ticket for you is to understand yeah. that having one planner and working solely out of one planner mm. allows you to perpetually have your ideas on hand all the time so pick your sizes wisely my darlings because mm. this is where it one- will result
1: yeah one thing i did try when was it um a few days ago yeah, yeah. was i thought you know th- this heritage is wonderful but you know i've got several others sure <laughs> as one does <laughs> as one does that i could be using instead of this would they work any better than this one does because the Heritage doesn't have any pockets in it, right? Um, it literally just—it's just—it's got no clasp. It uses a fly leaf with a pen loop, and I've added my own other pen loop so I can have a pencil, a mechanical pencil, and a pen. Um, so, I, you know, I sort of stripped the thing down to the minimum. You know, what else do I right. need to carry with me all the time? Do I need all these cards and all this other stuff that I've got? you know, tucked into pockets and what have you. Um, So looking at other organisers, I realised that, yes, they would give me a bit more flexibility in terms of what pages I carried with me in terms of the number of, you know, for instance, at the moment I've got from, um, when was it? Sort of around about middle of August right through to the end of the year. Um, Already in, that stays in the organiser at the moment. Plus, I have a year planner for 2017 to um, start sort of thinking about what might be happening next year. Who knows? Um, the, the other thing is I've already printed off my planner pages for 2017. I'm so jealous. Same format. I'm so jealous. Not, not change them. But they're sat in the, um, my big A5 at the moment. They're sort of just all, you know, if and so if I need to write down the date of something in 2017, I just grab the other one and write it straight in. Yeah.
0: Outstanding. Now, I know one of the other changes that you made, Steve, was that you started contextualizing uh, your tasks. And so would you briefly touch upon that as to how that has affected your planning?
1: What that really sort of comes down into is what you know, what area is this? Is it house-related? Is it blog-related? Blog-slash-podcast-related? Um, um, and also, is it deadline-orientated? So, stuff goes into my daily tasks now that have to be done on certain days in the week. And that's been a big advance for me. I think. So, your task list, then, is it
0: split up into three different contexts that, den- that you then that you then pass on to your yes. calendar? Yes.
1: Yeah, so, it's got... There's sort of stuff, general sort of stuff at the top of the page, which I call my sort of house area. Mm -hmm. Middle of the page is sort of blog and internet related sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then there's a sort of a smaller area sort of stuff in the future, um, which might be in the next week or two sort of thing. But in each case, whatever it might be, I actually transfer things into respective days, And in an adjacent column, and there's sort of, you know, up to three or four tasks per day can go into that sort of column, and that works well, really well. And that then keeps clear all the stuff in the appointments side of things, which is a a really timed task. If you like, I'm
0: convinced that that exercise that you do of writing things down in your list form. And giving them context, and then adjacent to that, writing the dates mm. on which they're going to happen, is the actual exercise that gives you complete control, mental control, over mm. how your week and month is planning out. And I I, 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 mean, what do you think? Do you feel like you get more control? The
1: other, the other thing that I want to sort of make mention of is the fact that, whereas before I wasn't formally sitting down and what you would mm. call a review of the week ahead i now do that more often interesting um so that i know i'm keeping must keeping my mind refreshed right constantly now of where we are especially turning out this podcast Talk- there's so many little processes, isn't it? You might think just, well, it's just half an hour, what, right? Well, what, what, what could go wrong could in do? half an hour? What could go wrong in half an hour? Yeah. <laughs> oh, if You'd you only surprised. knew, people out there. <laughs> and I can
0: attest to that because Steve is the one that makes this podcast happen. Uh, he does all the little details, the digital work, the transference of information, files, uploads, th- all of that stuff <laughs> is Steve. I would be lost without him. So thank you.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so doing all that sort of stuff. That has to be, you know, there's like a workflow, if you like, for mm. that. And I really rely on the, the planner for keeping me up to speed on that. Not just where I am in the workflow, but which episode are we doing? <laughs> right. Which ones haven't? What? Are, you know, I, I end up with sort of things like show notes. And it might just say uh, show notes 33, you know, upload 32. Uh, but it means everything, right. you know, because it then reminds me when I go to sit down and upload something, which one am I uploading?
0: <laughs> you don't want to make the wrong mistake on that one, right?
1: <laughs> I nearly did once.
0: <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Kara, no, yeah. I hope we have answered your questions. I think if you have any more burning questions, you can always hassle Steve on some of our Facebook groups because that's where we know you from. So, uh, yeah. Steve, any final thoughts?
1: Oh, really. No, it's, it's been a, a a pleasant change, if you like. It's not been torturous at all um and it's been sort of an enjoyable thing to actually sort of finally settle into making far better use of these lovely leather organizers that we sort of you know cherish and all the rest of it now to put them to good use you know, it's it's fantastic. It's very nice to own, but to actually put it into good use is even better.
0: Outstanding. And where can we find you, Steve?
1: You can. Oh dear, I'm losing my voice. You can find me in the usual places of philafaxy.com and TravelersNotebookTimes.com
0: You can find me on Instagram at Karina Tovmasyan or at Plannerology.com and I have one request out to Sheng Cheng from DIY Fish My darling, if you could do something for B5 for Desk Facts, I would love that It would be outstanding to have 2017 in, in, in B5 format Thank you all